Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non monogamous lifestyle. After eight years of Kurt hinting about the local sex club, Court is finally ready to check it out. Once she is comfortable in the club, she attends ladies' night and reignites her bisexual side. Then, for Valentine's Day, she gifts a unicorn to Kurt. And we're back at the sex apartment making a return visit from a previous episode, but it was only a bonus episode, so we really haven't heard their stories yet. Welcome, Curtin Court. Hello, hello. Hi. Welcome, welcome. We only had you guys in during the Fetish Ball bonus episodes, Mm -hmm. so we really haven't had an opportunity to dig into your stories yet. Let's start with how you discovered there is a lifestyle. Kind of always known, you know. He always knew. About the lifestyle, upside down pineapples. I knew about the upside down pineapples and I knew there were swingers. What interests you in that at the start? I was interested in, in something new and I was interested in, in showing Courtney there's more out there. That was a huge part seeing her evolve, but I knew very little about it. And I thought it was so taboo that I didn't really think that I would be in an active part of it uh, eventually. So my expectations are very small. Mm-hmm. They far surpassed that. It was always something that was in the back of my mind that it would be fun to try. And, and try out when you would mention it would you just bring up hey let's go to a sex club let's do you want to go see what this is like or were there other fantasies in your head that you were thinking about at first it was just hey you know there's a sex club right and oh hey you know that there's more than one sex club oh you know so and so that i know was talking about going to the sex club and that's kind of how it started at first but something weird kind of happened and we were getting intimate one time and i thought about her being with another man And it aroused me so much. And I was so guilty. And I like suppressed that. Wow. Yeah. So you guys were having sex and you brought it up or you actually she was actually giving she was actually going down on me. And you thought about it or brought up? I thought about it. So you didn't even even share that moment. No, I thought about a guy behind her. Wow. And that instantly like did it for me. And I was like, and I, now uh, guess what his favorite thing is? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> Watching my yeah. ass shake while he gets his dick sucked. Darn <laughs> uh, it out there, sign me the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how long did you hold on to that? Long time. A couple of years. And even in the beginning of the lifestyle, I held on to that a little I bit. I had no idea. Okay. Oh, I felt guilty. It was weird, I had weird, no right? idea. I, I don't know how to explain it. But since then, I've, I've come to terms. Like, it's all right, you know? It's right to feel that way. There's a lot of people that feel that way. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's nothing weird about it. Nothing. It took him so long to bring it up to me. Yeah. After a while of me saying, well, just girls, just girls. He finally told me. Yeah. And then she was like, okay. She's like, all right. She's like, all right. That makes you feel a little better. It puts me a little at ease. Yeah. So, yeah. I had to really think about it. Yeah. And I was Which like, I just can't 
see any other men like that. Like it was just hard for me. Which I don't understand if, you know, you give me the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> was- I was very, very vanilla up until like a year ago. But every once in a while, he would ask me, hey, honey, have you ever considered going to like one of those sex clubs? And (laughs) once a year, every year, he would just like bring it up casually. And I'd be like, "Eh, no, I'm chipping away. And then he would just let it go like he never nagged. And then slowly, (laughs) slowly chipping away. And then like a year ago, something changed in me. In like the six months leading up to this big, the big transition that happened in my life was I had a falling out with a family member and it was really, really, really hard on me. And the loss of that relationship had me so torn up that I wound up spending a lot of time like really working on myself and grieving the loss of this relationship that was so profound in my life. In the process of working on myself and really practicing myself, I really learned to stop caring what other people think and what other people feel and to start living my own life. I had spent so long living how I thought other people should see me. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason that I was so vanilla leading up to this point is every milestone sexual experience that I had in my life tend to be a negative one. Mm -hmm. The first time I played with myself, my brother walked in on me. (laughs) She had sex guilt. My first boyfriend that I had, I was 18 years old. My first boyfriend that I had got upset with me because I wanted to have sex too much. Another boyfriend got mad because I constantly wanted to cuddle. So like all of these culminated into me being very vanilla, very by the book Mm. type of girlfriend. Part of, I think, me working on myself was kind of what the fuck am I doing? This is my husband. I'm building my life with him. Why am I so worried about, they're still my family, but like my husband is my family. My kids are my, like, this is my family. They need to stop mattering so much. And once I've made them stop mattering so much, everybody else stopped mattering so much. And then the septum piercing happened. And then I just slowly stopped caring and made decisions with my husband. We had gotten closer than ever. I had gotten kinkier in the bedroom, which was awesome for us. But I had really made strides to do the things that made me happy mm-hmm. with the approval of my husband, of course, the things that made me happy. And when he had decided to ask me right at that time about going to this club and checking it out, it was like right at the tail end of all that intense self-work that I had been putting in to where I felt so in a place good enough about myself and confident enough about myself to, well, yeah, why not? I'd love to go do that with my husband. Let's set some ground rules, but it could be fun. But I want to say though, How fantastic is it that despite all this craziness in your life that you felt comfortable enough to be there with your husband and go through something really cool and really like opening to your relationship? That takes a shit ton of trust to just be like, yeah, absolutely. I will totally do this with you, but have all this kind of like mess behind you in your vanilla life Mm -hmm. and have all this chaos and then find this comfort in trust in your own relationship. And I think that's just really awesome. She really blossomed. Yeah. We've been blossoming so much. So I was, I knew about the club for a long time. I knew about it when it was at the old location. I remember going to the website and thinking about if I can become a single male at one time when I was in my 20s. How did, how did you know about it? I what was the, I, no clue. You just, I, I even knew what it was called. I don't know how I heard about it. Um, okay. I just kind of knew about it. It's been around for a while. I recently was talking to a buddy of mine and him and his wife went to a okay. different club 
and he was talking about it at work and he was talking about like the experiences he had <laughs> and i was like wait a minute i remember this place and like i started googling again and i'm like i know court would have that fun here you know what i mean it's it's different it's not like a just a regular bar it's something that could spice stuff up a little bit and then i knew she would love it and as soon as she looked up the pictures she's like oh my gosh look at this can you believe this it's crazy i didn't even know this existed yeah and, uh, i did not know how many people were going to be there how many people participate in this lifestyle there's a lot more than i thought it was thought overwhelming it was but in a party. good way yeah, yeah. it was I, good though i thought it was good for me i thought it was you know what it's not as taboo as i thought it was right and i don't know how more couples don't do this like everyone should do this we say that after every single experience that we have every every couple should date other couples and why doesn't every couple do this it's awesome it's like there would be no cheating (laughs) there's uh (laughs) so much together better communication our marriage has never been better yeah it's true since Start uh, fucking other people. No, you will <laughs> never survive in this lifestyle if you don't have strong communication. It right. will yeah. test your communication yeah. skills to the fullest. Right. If you can't communicate, you will not survive this lifestyle. You won't. Lucky for us, we talk probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> My husband really taught me how to communicate. So thanks to him, we are able to have like thought out discussions about everything and how we're feeling and frequent check-ins. Yeah, not to sweat the small stuff. Yeah. You know, that's huge in this lifestyle. Don't sweat this. Mm-hmm. If she makes a different noise with someone else, don't let it get to you, mm-hmm. you know? Or like if, you know, the little things that really taught us like in our relationship, don't sweat the small stuff, you know? Cause it's really yeah. like that. And he just so happened to ask at the right time. And I was like, all right, let's go check this place out. So we looked online and found. She liked the pictures. She was, <laughs> she was impressed about the pictures. She was showing me the pictures. I had no idea what to expect. So we jumped on the website. We didn't know that there was like a whole website behind it. We didn't realize there was like a whole platform. Like, just like right. a social thinking platform. just a normal bar. And- yes. We decided to go the first time on Halloween. No idea what we were walking into. Yeah. Heavy. It was. It was a loss to take in. What and did you go as? I was, was your costume? Priest. He was a yeah. priest and I was his fallen angel. I was a dark <laughs> fallen angel. Fitting. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and he was going to get me back to heaven. Oh. <laughs> and, we, and we made it. It was fun though. There was a lot of people. It was fun. So he had convinced me to go and I said, we'll go, but we're only going to observe. I just want to watch and take this all in. And that was what we did. And it was a lot of fun. We regretted saying that we would be home by midnight. (laughs) (laughs) So you left in time to be home by midnight? No, we texted the sitter and asked for another hour and it was fine. We still didn't want to leave then, but Mm -hmm. we had a really good time. I was going to say, we were at that party. That was over 800 people there. It was big. For a first party, that's just has to be intimidating in itself. All we we did was just walk around the whole time. I don't think we stopped. We just walked around the whole time yeah just laps and laps yeah and laps. i was incredibly nervous but then when we were waiting in line there was these two couples and these girls were just socializing and 
gabbing and just like laughing and having so much fun. And then like the one girl's boyfriend walked up and he was so happy to see her. And it was comforting almost to see friends just like chit-chatting outside of this sex club that we were about to walk into. And for me, that was like mind blowing. What did you have in your head that you were going to see the second you walked in these doors? Well, we looked at the website that had all the pictures. So we had a pretty good idea of what we were walking into and we got there early. So it wasn't too, too crowded when we showed up. So it gave us really a chance, but even getting a tour, we still got lost multiple times and had to keep turning around and like, wait, where are we? Where are we going? I thought it was going to be a bunch of old people. (laughs) A bunch of like, they're like gothic people sitting at a bar and just staring at you. And I thought it was going to be quiet and awkward, but it was the total opposite. You thought it was going to be quiet? Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was going to be like a bar atmosphere and like. Oh. Yeah. I didn't think that I, at I, all. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, but it wasn't. No. So we wore masks on our faces and we just wanted to like blend in, be like a fly on a wall. That was my goal to be a fly on a wall. Didn't work. It worked up until the last 30 minutes. We were getting ready to leave and we took our masks off right when we were getting ready to leave. And sure enough, Mm. a family friend of ours that I've known for over 20 years came to our wedding. Oh, no. Walks up to me, struts up, and she's married to an old teacher of mine. Fourth grade teacher. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love every bit of that. That is. Hey, guys. Great. Like, I couldn't just keep the mask on for a little bit longer. No, no. And we're so close with those people. Now, had you ever thought that they had no, a no. uniqueness to their relationship that was... She oozes sex. Okay. She, she is yeah, not- stunning. She is beautiful. She is sweet. She is outgoing. She'll look up to you and give you a kiss and not think twice about it. Maybe, like, it wasn't a huge shock when I saw them there, but it definitely wouldn't have crossed my brain before. But up until a year ago, like I said, I was incredibly vanilla. Like, my world has been flipped upside down over the last year. Who knew how many people were in the lifestyle? There's so many people. And so many people that we know that we've since seen at the club. Really? I am so A lot of people you've seen and known? Yeah, yeah, well, we've met another, I guess, acquaintance of mine. and um, An acquaintance of his. And then a friend of mine that I met in a mommy group during COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have been I doing this for over 20 years, <laughs> wanting to run into somebody I know and have so yet to do it. And then Three. There's, there's people that we've met on the outside that and we've brought in and we've, and we've seen them there. We went to the sex store one night yeah. and we're talking to three of the girls that work there. And I was like, guys, you should come. And then I already had an outfit picked out, but I was like, fuck it. I bought an outfit from there. I was like, girls, you should totally come. This is what I'm wearing. Come and find me. <laughs> and they did. They and they showed you. up. Exactly and the one girl now has a profile and she is like going to events and everything. Yeah, is she really? Yes. She keeps RSVPing to stop. You did that, course. Good job. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. That is awesome. So how was the drive home from that Halloween party? The drive homes are the best. We were very excited and we talked about everything that we took in that night and just kind of deciphered it and talked about it. But there was a lot to go through. There I, is. I bet. Yes. There always is. Every time we do anything within the lifestyle, I always need like 36 hours to decompress <laughs> where I'm like, yeah. I'm sensory overloaded. Yes. I want you to love me, love me. But at the same time, like after that, (laughs) I need a little bit of reflection. What kind of things did you guys discuss on the way back? 
I think every time that we went to the club on our exploratory missions, we discussed, you know, getting a step closer to the lifestyle. And, you know, we discussed like maybe rules or boundaries or maybe stuff that we could possibly do in the future. And that time we probably just discussed, oh, we should try that room with a sex swing or. Okay. So we had initially agreed to go into this going very, very slowly. So we were like, okay, the first time we go, we're only going to observe. And then we had talked on the way home about, okay, we'll go. I definitely want to go back and I want to go back. Just me and you do this room. And for a while after that, that was what we did. We went like six more times and only kept to ourselves. But because Kurt and I don't drink, we were kind of missing out on a lot of the bar atmosphere. Social stuff. The social stuff that was going on. We had heard about the website, the profiles and stuff, but we weren't sure that we wanted to be that out there. We kind of wanted to still stay anonymous. What was your concern? My privacy. I don't know that I was really willing and ready. Before last year, I had never been with a man that I wasn't in a relationship with. I had slept with two women that were friends of mine and that was the end of that. But every man that I had ever been with, I was in a relationship. I never had a one night stand, never anything. And I was very vanilla within those relationships. My husband has, over the last eight years, worked incredibly hard to crack that shell and make me more outgoing. A switch just flipped and I just became more open and willing to trying new things. So when we had started going, I was like, all right, we're going to just take baby steps and see where things are going. But I don't really want to have my face out there and have people recognizing me again. I just don't know that we're going to keep doing I, I I just didn't know. And I just wanted to not have that. But then I kind of looked at him and I was like, we're never going to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which knowing you two, I don't know how that's possible to not. But Because we would go in, we would walk a couple laps. We would have sex in a room and be out by like 11. There's your problem. So one time a couple approached us and Courtney physically ran away. <laughs> We've got, seen that. We've, we've so seen scary. that happen many times. So. I turned around. Where'd she go? I did run away, actually. And then I tried to reach out to them once we finally did make a profile. Like, and they're nah, like, oh, fuck nah, you. Cool. <laughs> so first time at the club. You like it. What happens after that? We came back like every week and just started fucking at the club. Not every week. Yeah. Well, we came back a lot, started having sex at the club because we have three small children at home and we thought it was a great place where we can just kind of get crazy and loud and not have to worry about waking up the kids. For a while, the reason why we went was we were able to go there and have sex that we couldn't have at home. And then he had given me permission to go to ladies night. So to this point, you said before you had had sex with two of your friends, two female friends. And that was your extent of girl play. Correct. To prior to ladies night, had there been any interaction besides just the two of you? Just the people that we've seen that we knew. But, but other than that, we like literally hadn't talked to anybody. Definitely no physical interaction. And then no. really not even talking to other people. No, no. One of my vanilla friends that I found out. So we eventually made a profile because we were like, we're never going to make friends. Let's put a profile together and go from there. We pixelated our faces in one of the photos. And the next <laughs> day she texted me and was like, that's you on the website, isn't it? And she was like, <laughs> she recognized you. immediately. She's like, how dumb are you to use one of your old Facebook profiles? You can't use Facebook pictures. (laughs) She's like, yes, I know it's you. So we had started talking quite a bit and we talked about going to girls night. She was like, well, let's just go together. So I ended up going to her house before we got ready together. And then we went together. What was your goal going to girls night? 
I was pretty clear about the people that I knew that I was going to talk to and meet were my vanilla friend from the outside and Bex. I didn't really know like any other females at that point. I just knew that I was going with my vanilla friend and we were meeting Bex there. I didn't really have any expectations going into it because I had no idea what was going to happen or what I was going to do. I was completely open-minded to anything. What were your rules for the night? Um, just let me know what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you can take pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the number of guys that have told me they had the just take pictures rule. That's, that's the rule. <laughs> it's easier said than done because you get so that. caught up in what's happening and you just don't. It gets, it's hard. Yeah. Sounds like we have a story. For- At ladies night is where I met the unicorn. We were there for a little while. We were hanging out. We ended up meeting her. And then. I don't know. I was just pretty clear with people on where I was and what was going on with me and what my expectations were. So they already knew. And when we met the unicorn, I had told her just because I didn't want there to be any false pretenses. And she had known. We ended up all going to a room, <laughs> plus another girl. It turned into a five-girl orgy. And I ended up getting deflowered by our unicorn and Bex. Sign me up for that, too. <laughs> I wish I was a fly on the wall. Yeah. And now every time I walk by that room, I'm like, oh, that's the room. Memories. <laughs> it was kind of bittersweet, though, because it was tough to have my first sexual experience there without my husband. That's okay. Like with somebody else and my husband not being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a little bit off for me. Mm-hmm. It did make me feel a little bit off that he wasn't there and it was, I was doing kind of big things non- happening. Yeah. 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 So we saw Bex earlier in the night giving a beating to various other women in the kink room. I was like, oh, my husband and I had talked about trying everything. Like, I'm curious to know how that would feel. I don't think I'll like it, but I would like to try it because you never know. I had thought to myself, I want to try it, but not with this door open and all these people coming and going. We had grabbed Bex later in the night, pulled her aside and asked her if she was willing to come with us and do it again, but with us. And then I don't know, see where things went from there. And she had agreed. And that kind of started it. Said unicorn was the first one up on the cross. And we didn't make it past her. (laughs) Before I knew it, I had taken over. One thing led to another and I wound up kissing said unicorn. She had turned around between the two of them. They were able to get me over to the chair that's in there. And the two of them had their way with me. And it was fabulous. And it was so much fun. And I was like, oh, yeah. I hadn't been with a woman in a very long time, but in the meantime, I have my whole life, I've always been attracted to women. Always. There was a time in my life when I had told myself I was giving up on men and I was only going to date women. Like, <laughs> I had always been a bi-curious woman, but I had never like dated another woman, so I could never say that I was bisexual, but I was always bi-curious. And I think at this point, I'm even, I would even go so far as to say I'm pansexual, that at this point in my life, it just doesn't matter. It's about who you are. Mm-hmm. Anyone can make you come. Yeah. yeah. I come pretty easily. <laughs> so they both take turns going down on me and fingering me and making out with me between the two of them. I'm not really sure who was doing what, where, at what times, but I know that it felt fabulous and I was glad that I was there. <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time, it like was crossing my mind. This is weird not having my husband here by my side. I, I remember could... being at work that night and just keep looking at my phone. <laughs> Where's hoping, the picture? Where's the picture? There's a picture or something. Something. <laughs> a morsel. Yeah. yeah. That had happened pretty late in the night, though. So by the time that was over, we had to. 
Did you send him any messages? After, because we had only, we only took one picture and that was of Bex's bag that she brought, like all the stuff that was in it. Not quite the picture you're looking for. Yeah. No. <laughs> then again, but, I, I really wasn't expecting Well, that. it was my very first time. I didn't know two of the other women. I didn't know. I really didn't know Bex that well if she would want to be in a picture. I just didn't feel in the position to like even ask to bring up my phone, particularly one of the, the other female that came in. Like I really didn't know. Like I hadn't talked to her at all. She was the one that I knew the least and I just didn't want to even sense. bring it Make up. It awkward. And, yeah. 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 But right when we left, I texted. I had to drop off our one vanilla friend from my van- our vanilla life. I should stop calling her that. <laughs> she's not vanilla at all. She's not vanilla, but she's from our vanilla life. <laughs> I had to drop her off at home. And then I think I called you on the way home. You called me. Yeah. You had to pee. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was important. That's another story. I was so nervous that night that I just didn't pee. <laughs> She did a roadside experiment. <laughs> I sure did. I couldn't make it home. I was like five minutes from home and I was like, I can't make it anymore. <laughs> That's funny. So you call. She told me she had a good time and she would tell me about it. I was at work, so I couldn't talk or ask all the questions I wanted to. Yeah. And we really didn't get to discuss it until the next day. And how was that? She was so happy. She was excited. <laughs> She's like found this new hobby, I feel like. You know? I was like fucking girls you know yeah no she was happy and she was like it was just like another piece of her that got to shine through and she got to find that part of herself that night again i think it was very important for her meanwhile he's just like yes it's yes. just a matter of time now how bursting at the seams were you to just tell him everything though I was excited because it was a lot to take in. I was excited. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so much fun. I was like, oh, my God, how does every husband not let their wife do this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where did it go from there? We stayed in touch with the unicorn. She was his Valentine's Day gift. Yeah, the Fifty Shades of Red L&B Night. So that was February 11th. And I knew we kept going. There were like a couple events that we went to that she wasn't able to attend, but we went anyways. And nobody just did it. I was like, eh, I'd rather wait for her and have it be the right experience. And I'm glad that I did because I ended up having a lot of fun. I was like, I want her to be the first pussy that I eat in life. <laughs> and she was like, I was like, no, I want her pussy. <laughs> okay. She was our date for the night. So we took her out. We went to dinner, We changed in the car, and then we went into the event together and she was our date for the night and she we had just found out that she was moving to florida Mm. so we're gift givers so we put together like it was like a combination of a valentine's day gift a thank you for being our unicorn gift and a moving away gift and gave it to her in the car while we were all changing and it had a vibrator that's my favorite vibrator i call it (laughs) trusty red i gave her one of trusty red i gave her two sticks of sage one for her apartment and one for her new job. I gave her a little unicorn stuffed animal that was holding a box of chocolate. It was so cheesy and like totally a little kid's gift, but it was so cute. I had to get it. What else was in there? Oh, a crystal necklace because I'm really big on crystals. She loved it and she was so sweet. So we went in. It wasn't our first L&B night. We had been to the Thanksgiving one, so it was our second time going. So we knew what to expect. And we did a couple laps, danced a little bit, kissed a little bit, hung out a little bit. Made our way to the room. What rules did you guys have going into this? Must wear a condom. And Uh, no coming inside even with a condom on. But that's like our standing rule. 
Even now. At first, the girls did their thing. We found a room. It was a tiny room, but at that point, it was like one of the only ones that were available. I was like, whatever, we'll make it work. We put on some music kind of low, put a towel over the lampshade, and we were like, all right, let's make this work. Everybody got undressed. We started with kissing. She went down on me first. You were doing stuff to her while she was going. So there's like a train. Mm-hmm. Choo-choo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see, see that happening. Yep. After she made me come, I love... I come a lot usually. So after she made me come the first time, she and I switched and then I went down on her and I was like, yep, this is exactly how I remember it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we both went down on her. I think we both. Yeah. When we went there, the rule was just soft swap. She surprised me inside the room and pulled out a condom and said, all right, honey, happy Valentine's Day. Here you go. I forgot about that. I did. She and I had been planning it. So like she and I had talked about it and we had already known. And I had told her like, I'm planning on this unless I give you a hard no and or I shake my head. No, like as long as it's It's okay with you, it's a go. She was super excited to be in on the surprise. But yeah, Yeah. we had (laughs) after. I I couldn't believe it at first. She pulled out the condom. She's like, all right, honey, here you go. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm like, what? <laughs> Are we putting this around the vibrator yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. It's curious. You can take it home. Yeah. 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 It was a pleasant surprise. So then she was going down on me. I was laying on my back, and then she was on all fours with her ass in the air. And then the look on Kurt's face when he entered her is a look that I will never forget and seeing like the arch of her back up to her ass and then seeing my husband's hands like right on her waist mm-hmm. i'm getting so turned on by thinking know. about it <laughs> but i was like oh my god i can't believe i'm getting this turned on by this right now it was a lot of fun that's an amazing sight i agree with you yeah <laughs> yeah it is but have you ever fucked a woman with a strap on? That is truly the best view. I believe that. Because you yeah. get to see their view up front and, and personal. They, and there's nothing yeah. like like one of our main couples. She has the best curves. She let me fuck her with a strap on. And seeing like her curves from her ass down to her waist, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is what it looks like for you guys. Yeah. No wonder that's how he busts not 90% of the time. Yeah. Yep. Back shot. Yeah. I get it. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. The nice thing about the way that we've done things with having a single female and then a single male is for us, there is no pairing off. It's always just a big mess around. There's no yeah. one way or another paired offs. Everybody's always touching in some way or another, whether we're with a couple and a girl is going down on me and then her, I'm sucking her man's cock. And then Kurt is going down on her while she like, it's like Mm -hmm. a train Mm -hmm. that we like always have going. Seems to always work out there. Yeah. Yeah. So So we never section off. And even if we are sectioned off and like fucking other people, one of the couples that we're with, we love to reach over and like shake each other's asses (laughs) at the same time time and it she i am in love with her thighs she is the best she has the best thighs i've ever seen they're so yeah. juicy and so beautiful i love they them are some juicy thighs. <laughs> they need to come on the podcast they need to come on the podcast they do i keep trying to tell her
unicorn how did that end up so that ended the unicorn and myself we ended up having sex for a little bit and it ended with the unicorn on on bottom courtney on top they were 69ing it was awesome while you finished with me because i did ask that he finished with yes i so i did finish with court but while i did the unicorn (gasps) was right there and she was doing her thing down there Mm. it was amazing it was amazing it was amazing yeah. It was a great Valentine's Day. Yeah. Gift. How do you feel about that Valentine's Day gift? I'm trying to think back on the Valentine's Day gifts we've given each other the last few years. And I don't think any are quite that level. I'm just saying, dear. We've never gifted you a unicorn. Or, or, and, and I or guess technically a full I've, swap. I guess technically I've never gifted you a person in any way, shape, or form. So. I know. Gonna have to step up those games. I was like, we're slacking. We are. Before we jump into this episode, I do want to take a second to thank everybody that's taken time to reach out and leave more voicemails and send emails after last week's call-in episode. Yes, it's always so nice to hear such wonderful feedback. And we're picking up more stories, and the more stories we get, the more frequently we can do those call-in episodes. So please feel free to call that hotline, 844-4-HUMPDAY, without the Y. Without the Y. And if you're outside of the United States, don't forget the plus one. Anyway, moving on to this episode. Yes. Kurt and Court. Great couple. They are very entertaining. Yes. She's so cute. Adorable. I love her smile and her giddy little laugh that she has. She has such a positive vibe about everything. Everything. Yes. I am very impressed that he patiently chipped away for eight years and just little by little would bring it up. She goes, eh, no, and cool, no big deal. And then wait six months or a year and go, no, I was just thinking about that sex club again. What do you think? No, okay. But then one day, <laughs> wow. But before he reached that day. He had figured out that he was turned on by the thought of court with another man. Yes, the idea specifically of her getting fucked from behind while she's blowing him. And it was literally while she was blowing him, he looks down at her and then looks at her ass and goes, oh, I wonder what that would be like. <laughs> He goes on to tell us that he immediately felt guilty about feeling that way and I'm guessing likely questioned it and then hid it and didn't want to say anything about it. Hid it it for years. Yeah. So I know that this was one of your, maybe not your own initial thoughts, but it came up within your relationship. So how did you go about kind of justifying those feelings or figuring those out? For me, it was literally in between freshman and sophomore year of college where my partner in her mind cheated on me with another couple out on a camping trip and came back in tears and told me about it. And I was like, uh, I think we're good here because I've got a really hard cock. And from that point forward, it was just me encouraging her to play with other guys. When to that point, it had only been been girl play. But on the initial thought of all of that happening and obviously seeing that you are being turned on by it, were you confused by any of those thoughts? I was very surprised because I hadn't really delved down that mindset before. I mean, then again, all the porn that I watched was multiple person orgies. And anytime I found a magazine, it was a boring single person picture. Oh, here's a group sex. So I guess in my mind, it was always, yeah, that's the way to go. And then in future relationships, I can't say I went more than a month, if that long, without going. So tell me 
me about your past. Tell me your other stories. Tell me other people you've had sex with and have always gotten off on the stories of that. But you never felt guilty about those thoughts. You never like questioned them thinking they were wrong. You never kind of went through a phase of, ooh, this is not normal. No, but then again, I've never really felt guilty about any sexual thoughts that I've had. I was raised in a way that sex is okay. My mom gave me this it's not like a how-to sex book, but it's like a, if you have questions, flip through this book kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And sex was never, ooh, that's bad. Don't do that in my world. So no, I never really had any guilty thoughts or reasons to hold back there. Interesting. Speaking of that view, that is one of my favorite views as well. And we don't get to do that enough. And I remember very early on, our first couple single guy interactions, mm-hmm. there was a moment in each of those where you were doggy style, me laying on my back, you blowing me and you getting fucked from behind. And you would whip your hair out of your face and then make direct eye contact with me. And God, that's fucking hot. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's been a little while. We should bring this back into the rotation. It has been a while. We haven't done that position in a while. Yeah. In our group play, it's rare that we get to that moment where we can do that. Yes. I would like to bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't hurt, you know? A old school. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So then he finally asks at the right time. Well, I think he asks again, and it just so happens that Courtney's now in a transitioning phase of her life where she is now prioritizing her happiness and what she wants and what she likes over the happiness of everybody around her, trying to fit in everybody else's boxes. She's ready to figure out who she is, and this is the prime opportunity to get outside her comfort zone and tell her own boundaries. This is really such a fantastic way to highlight what a great relationship they must have where she can go through this change in her life where she's now understanding that it's not worth it to put so much time and effort into what you're appearing like to everyone else or how you want to make the people around you happy, but then you're sacrificing your own happiness in the meantime. She's in a relationship where she's like, you know, screw this. I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to make everybody else happy. I need to be happy. And he is right there by her side, being her biggest cheerleader, biggest supporter, and allowing her to go through these changes and also supporting her sexual journey along the way. And what's amazing is that she's going through this life change, this personality change, but it's amazing that sex is also such a big part in everyone's life, that that too is part of this change. Well, and as she describes it, it's very much her history with sex has always kind of fit into whoever's box it was that she was with Mm -hmm. and it was vanilla and she didn't get too crazy or too wild and now was her time where she was just like at least the way she describes it it felt very much like a throw your hands up in the air fuck everyone I'm gonna do what I want to do and even if that means fuck everyone (laughs) and if that literally means fuck everyone that's what she was gonna do and I love that I love seeing people come to that realization and there are times in my own life that I look at myself and I say I am a huge people pleaser. That is both a strength and a weakness in my personality. And it truly does go both ways that it can mean the world to me to make people around me happy, but it can also be very devastating to me to have to make people happy because it is sometimes a sacrifice of my own happiness to see people embrace the idea of I'm not going to conform to what everyone wants me to be because it's destroying me and I need to get out of that. And you 
you can tell just by the way she carries herself, by the way she talks, she is a happy person. She is happy doing what she is doing. She's not out there trying to please the world or fit into any type of societal norm. She is who she is and she's enjoying being that. 100%. And I love that. I love that about her. I love that about their relationship. It's great. And it's great to know that the lifestyle can do that for people. Yes. It seems silly because you're like, what? You fuck other people and now you have found your true being. You know? <laughs> but it's so true. It, it has done so many wonders for It has so many people. different ways to boost so many different things. Yeah. One of the things he brought up was don't sweat the small stuff. Definitely. And there will be little moments that will be little tests and you'll might be a twinge of jealousy, be it, wow, somebody sent you a message that was very flirtatious and the other person didn't send me that kind of message. Or like he said, different noises. Mm -hmm. You have to remember everyone does something a little different. It's not to say something's better than what you do. It just might be different than what you do. Mm -hmm. And your partner may experience something a little different than what you do, or maybe a lot different than what you do. You may find different things that your partner enjoys that you haven't tried yet go, well, shit, I can't wait to try that too. That's the things that help you grow as a couple. And if you immediately, oh my God, she made a noise that she doesn't make with me. This isn't, no, this is horrible. We have to stop. Then you're missing out on new ways to pleasure your partner. Right. How did she make that noise? Why did she make that noise? How can I make her make that noise? Yep. Yeah. Or, well, you know what? I know how she made that noise and I know I can't make her make that noise, but I do want to hear that noise again. (laughs) So let's try that again. I'm so happy she made that noise because, wow, I didn't know she could make that noise. Mm -hmm. However, I do want to like a little caveat to that is while I agree you should not sweat the small stuff, it's all worth a conversation. Yes. If it is something that bothered you, you heard a noise that was different than what you've known for past 10 years of your relationship or whatever, and it's bothering you and it's in your head and you're like, why? Why is that not with me? I think it's a valid thought process to go through. And I think it's also worth the conversation. Don't let it eat you alive. Right. And part of not sweating it is to be able to have that conversation with your partner and get it off your chest and say, listen, you made this noise. It's bothering me that you made this noise because it makes me feel inadequate. And then you can go through the conversation, get the validation you need from your partner in the moment and then move forward. Mm -hmm. Yes, you made that noise because his cock is curved in a way that touches me in places I've never been hit in. You know, you know what I mean? Like you can't control that. And if you can validate your partner's feelings and say, I understand that that would make you feel this way, but you're not. You're very important to me. I still love you. All those things. Because I feel there will always be something that will trigger you that you are not anticipating. And it will be something small. And it will be something that seems completely insignificant. And for me, I've had this moment where I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is so stupid. Why am I so bothered by this particular Mm -hmm. thing? It's so silly. All of the other things he does, all of the other things I do, all of the things we've seen, and this this is bothering me and it's always something stupid. And you know, like one of the big ones between you and me was just you like petting a girl. And it was so weird. And I was like, why am I so bothered by this? This is so 
stupid. But we figured out the reason why but, and we talked and about we it. And we talked it. And that's what I'm saying. But like it bothered me for a week and I didn't even want to tell you it was bothering me because I was like, I kept kicking myself like this is so dumb. And I was belittling myself to not feel that way because it seemed so insignificant. But clearly it was something that bothered me. Ultimately, we talked it out. We figured out the reasoning and it was really silly because even everything that I was feeling was based on something that was completely untrue. It was very much more of a, like you were trying to appease the situation. Anyways, long story short, something simple can be resolved by a simple conversation and it doesn't have to bother you so deeply. And what's interesting that you brought up was that you sat on it for a week. And when you finally did bring it up, it had been festering inside of you for that week. I was very angry about it. Yes. And (laughs) it, it was a serious discussion that we had. Yeah. And had you brought it up that first day, number one, you wouldn't have been as upset about it. Right. And number two, we would have talked about exactly what happened and how to make sure it doesn't happen in the future. And we would have gone on with our lives with no issue. Yeah. So that is where that level of communication, if something's bothering you, bring it up. Don't sit on it. Right. Just have a discussion. There's a good chance it's not as big as you're thinking it is. Mm -hmm. And if it is that big, get it out now and make sure it doesn't happen again. Yep. Don't let it fester. It definitely doesn't help to fester. Intriguing how shocked he was by the large number of people in the lifestyle. Now, granted, their first trip to the club was a Halloween party and that's wall to wall people. Wouldn't be surprised if this year's party breaks a thousand people. The number of people that have joined or opened up to it even in the last two or three years is astounding. We are seeing so many new people everywhere we go. It does seem to be growing exponentially with social media being a big boost with a lot of swingers on social media, pushing Mm -hmm. their knowledge and understanding of the lifestyle and getting people out there feeling more comfortable with the idea because they are seeing more people doing this. Yes. And I think that has brought some comfort to people who may have somewhat stayed in the background for a while, not wanting to actually walk into a sex club. Like they've heard about it. They like the idea, but no, you know, like they're not those kind of people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't. And then social media really opening up this platform for for swingers to use. It's been just bursting at the seams with new people who want to try it. And like I said, that first party was a Halloween party. Huge. Huge party. Yes. Yes. I had to ask what they went to the party as, of course. And as soon as he said priest... I have to giggle to myself because one of the costumes that me and my ex-husband had at a time when we were going to an annual Halloween party was priest and altar boy. Oh. (laughs) And I was the altar boy and I slicked my hair back and I put lotion on my face. Wow. Yes, we committed. We committed. Yeah, I mean, there were so many jokes about it for so long. We loved our friends. Obviously, we felt comfortable going as a priest and altar boy, and it was not good. So many people came up to my husband. He looked so good as a priest that they were like, you are actually creeping me out. Like this, <laughs> this is the creepiest outfit here because of the way it played out. Anyways, when he said priest, I immediately in my head went to altar boy. And then she said fallen angel. And I was like, oh, well, that's really, I was just thrown by I was like, oh, you could do altar boy. No, Alt- no don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> As you said, that, that had me thinking. Of I was all like, places. Yeah, no, well, we, we could do better, I think. And which is funny, after the fact, we found out that the people who threw that annual Halloween party are polyamorous and somewhat swingers as well. So funny little caveat there. Yeah, small world. 
their first trip to the club and technically first several trips to the club, they knew full well they're not playing with anyone. Yes. Their first trip, they literally just walked around and got a feel for the place. That is a reminder. Going to a sex club doesn't mean you must have sex with somebody that's not your partner. It doesn't even mean you have to have sex. We've seen people not even get past the bar and just hang out in that space. Yeah, It's just being in that sexually charged environment that drives so many people. Agree. At our club, we see every mixture of dynamic of people that come through. Some have sex at the club, some do not. Some have sex only with their partner at the club. It's very much a sexy club environment. So some people come for the sexy dancing, the the music, and they want to wear the sluttiest outfit they got in their closet and come and just dance the night away. Mm-hmm. And we have friends who are that way. Yes. No judgment. They can come, ha- enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy the environment of sexy people and do with it what you will. If you want to take that home to your own bedroom, great. If you want to take it to a bedroom in the back, great. If you want to take it and share it with everybody else, great. You yeah. know, there's this, Whatever there's you're so many ways that the sex club can just really get your libido going. Yes. Just, just like turn you on. When we record with people, I always tell them, say whatever you'd like while we're recording. And at the end, I'll send you a copy. If there's something you don't want out there, go ahead and tell me. When we finished recording, she immediately said, hey, could you not use the part where I said I had to go back and decompress and think about what I did and that kind of thing? I can't remember exactly how she said it. I immediately said, don't feel like that's an issue. And I think it's great for you to share that because a lot of people, including you, dear, have that. Very much so. I've always shared it with you. I've shared it on our podcast in the past. And it's very true. After we have had an extraordinarily fun night, I am loving every second of it. When I get home, I'm excited. I tell you how much fun it was. Mm -hmm. We talk about it all the way to the car ride home. We have amazing sex when we get home. It's all fantastic. Typically until the next day, when the next day I go through whatever feelings of guilt or shame or whatever else has been somehow ingrained in me over the many years of being raised that sex is shameful. I have to go through moments of I had fun. This is not wrong. I have, you know, you have to go back and forth and just give yourself time to digest and reflect on everything that happened and go through the night's events. And it's also like a a form of overstimulation too. Mm -hmm. You know, now I've had all of this all at once and now I just need to take a step back. Yes. Breathe and, you know, move on with my life a little bit and then go back to it and relive it. And there are times that, uh, you know, that I've looked back and I'm like, I can't believe I did any of that 24 hours after I just talked about how great it was. (laughs) So it is definitely a processing time frame. And I don't know that everybody needs that. You are not that way. You are immediately excited that anything happened and just happy for whatever went down. Yes. And you move on with life like nothing has ever changed. 100%. I don't think you have to process anything. You just, but okay, we know great. a lot of people that do. And it, it's not odd in any way, shape, or form. It's a real deal emotion that people go through of, yeah, it was fun in the moment, but. Mm, I've been taught this is bad. And I don't know if it's only just that you think it's bad. Well, for me, I'm an overthinker. So besides the stuff that was ingrained in me as being raised Catholic, besides all that stuff, then I have the stuff I believe from being in a monogamous relationship 
where I'm fighting back on that. Like, oh, but we shouldn't do this because that doesn't mean we love each other. We don't love each other if we're doing this. All of these things that, as I've been raised, have just been pounded into my head that you do this, you do this, you do this, and these are all things you do not do. And now I just have to undo all of that. Yeah, I like <laughs> deprogram and erase that and say, no, but this isn't hurting us. Our relationship is fantastic. I can talk to you about anything. We can bond over just about everything. Yeah. So I think just everybody has to go through the processing time frame at whatever pace they need. Some people might need 24 hours. Some people might need a week. We've heard everybody have a different kind of frame of time that they Han need. and Leia. Leia needs almost a week, if not more. Yeah. Some people may not be doing lifestyle things every weekend or every month. They might be doing it every six months because that's all they can handle. And that's fine. There are too. people like, we know that do it once a year, if right. that. So it's all based on the individual couple, the individual person, what they need, and just learning that you need it and and taking that time. I'm amazed that these two, the curtain court that we know, took months to even speak to somebody. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe it. She's like, we'll never make friends. <laughs> But the thing is, the parties that I know they were at, we were at and we never saw them. And we get there first thing in the night and they were there, walked around, left. And already gone. Yep. And she brought up, because they don't drink, the moments of hanging out by the bar are a little more difficult because there's no real reason for them to be over by the bar. So they end up in the back walking around. And typically by the time people make it to the back, it's either to do their own lap to have a discussion amongst themselves and come back to a bar and play out what they're hoping to do. Mm -hmm. Or couples have already found who they're going to move to the back with are progressing back to the back. They figured out, oh shit, we need to actually engage with people if this is going to be something more than just us. Yeah. And that's where the website comes in handy. Because now you have the opportunity to open up some communication with other couples before you get to the club Mm -hmm. and even set up, like for us, the pre-parties, but set up some sort of meeting outside of the club so that if the club environment is not a great place for you to get to know people, you have that opportunity to get to know them outside in a quieter environment. You brought up the website. Yeah. On the website, there are pictures. Yes. Court quickly learned, if you don't want someone in your real life to notice you. Don't use a picture you've used on Facebook. With just, oh, well, I'll pixelate our faces. No one will ever know that this profile picture I've had for a couple of years is me. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. But this has prompted me to think maybe we should use my profile picture from Facebook. So as I can. Maybe someone will recognize you're the opposite. We have had people take pictures in our apartment and there is some decor on the walls that not just our swinger friends know, but also our vanilla friends know. If they take a picture and use it in their post, they know exactly where they are mm-hmm. and w- have been called out for that. Hey, I know where you're at. Yep. Be Pictures from the about- sex department have led to quite a few, hey, I know where you're at and actually built some connections. So. Yeah. But also just as a warning, if you are trying to stay as anonymous as you can, be very particular about the backgrounds in your pictures as well. You may be blurring your face, but the background could give away everything. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) But the problem is that you always want to put your best pictures out there. Right. And if you like the picture, odds are it made it to Facebook because, hey, look at this picture. Yeah, yeah. Let's move forward to ladies' night. I did not get to go to this ladies' night. When I heard about it, I was not too excited. First of all, I don't want to go to the club 
without you. Second of all, I wasn't really turned on by the idea of a whole bunch of women in one space and a whole bunch of women being sexy in one space. I don't know. Nothing really motivated me to want to go. Mm -hmm. But after hearing all of these stories now, we've heard other stories as well come back from that. Boy, did it seem like a really hot night. It sounded like everybody who went had a really good time. And it was a chance for the ladies to bond without the guys. And I don't want to say breathing down their neck, but pushing or encouraging. And let's be honest, most of the time the guys are like, hey, you know, you should talk to her. Oh, you should go do this. Oh, you should do this. This ladies night would allow that kind of thing to happen naturally without any pressure. And I don't think we really talked about ladies night too much. On the message board on our club website, somebody reached out to the owner and said, hey, can you have a night for just the ladies? And she said, well, we haven't done one of those. Let's do one this weekend and see how it goes. And it was the most attended Friday night event that she's had, I think, ever. I believe it. So I have a feeling that's going to be a regular occurrence coming up. You mentioned the challenge of going there without me. And she brought up how this was her first time playing in the club without her partner and the struggle that that put in her head. It sounded to me like it wasn't just that he wasn't there, but that a lot of new things were happening for her. Mm -hmm. The excitement of all of that happening and him not there is a bit of a bummer, right? I know for me, if something brand new happened to me sexually and or something that I've been very excited about happening and here it's going down, the very first thing I'm going to want to do is be like, oh my gosh, gee, guess what? And I can't wait to share with you every single detail that almost took something away from her experience in the sense that as much fun as it was, there was still this moment of now I have to relay how exciting Mm -hmm. and great this was, but my partner wasn't here to see it and experience it with me and see my enjoyment in the moment and see my excitement in the moment. I felt like a big part of that was not just that sexual things were happening, but that big sexual things were happening, like in first time sexual things were happening for her. We know at least 10 women who went to this event. Every single one of them was sent with the, just get me some pictures. Yeah. Not one took a picture at that event. Yeah. It could be a female mentality type of thing where that's the last thing on our mind, even Mm -hmm. though we mean well and really would love to share the moment and the time with you guys in picture form. That's just not where our minds are at when we're sexually involved with anyone. Yep. Male or female. So she officially got to meet this unicorn, made this connection with his unicorn, and decided this unicorn is the unicorn who is going to be our first exploration into multiple person play. And to do so, they took her out on a date which ended at a sex club. I love how much thought she put into this whole process, be it the dinner beforehand, getting changed in the car, the gift. The going away gift, yes. <laughs> Her gift was so well thought out that she put her own personal, uh, well, not her own personal, but her favorite vibrator for the the unicorn to take with her to another. Yes, which we'll have a link for in the show notes. So anybody who's curious about Trusty Red, go ahead and check that out. And then they progressed into the club, enjoyed the night there, and then finally made it into a room. And they start off with her going down on the unicorn and him behind her in their train. And then at one point, she pulls out a condom and says, happy Valentine's Day. How surprised would you be? Currently in our current life not at all but in his shoes i could i would say he would be completely shocked and i'm also surprised it didn't backfire because he probably wasn't prepared for this moment (laughs) and just the train of thought in his head going oh wait hang on and he even said wait is this a test to be able to get hard and enjoy that moment kudos to him 
And I love the fact that she thought out beforehand that she was going to request that he finish with her and not the unicorn. Yes. How about that she took the time to talk to the unicorn beforehand to make sure this was okay and not just assumed it was okay? Right. Communication, we spout it every single episode. Not just between you and your partner. And it's not just, yeah, it's not just between the couple, but also the couple and their play partners. Yes. Whoever that may be, unicorn, single guy, other couples. But yes, I mean, communication goes both ways. They always say the phone works both ways, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it goes with everybody. Everybody has to communicate. And just as shocked as he would have been in that situation, imagine had they not discussed this and she wasn't okay with it and she pulls out a condom and goes okay now you can fuck her and she goes whoa "Whoa, what do you mean yeah so well done on the communicating with her yes and the view that she got that first time was as she was laying on her back getting eaten out by the unicorn as the unicorn was getting fucked from behind by Mm -hmm. kurt and being able to look up at him pounding into her ass and probably the two of them i imagine making eye contact and enjoying that moment Mm mm-hmm is a view I feel that we need at some point soon, too. Okay. Court talks about the super sexy position. She talks about the arched back, the ass in the air, all of the silhouette things that I love to see when I see a female in doggy style. Great ass up in the air and that arch in the back. Mm -hmm. It's just fucking sexy. I have never been behind a girl to see it from the perspective of the man who's doing doggy style. But based on how Court describes it, holy shit, I really need to get that angle because I really want to see it from that angle now. It's a hell of a view, let me tell you. With that ass and then the curve into the waist as she describes it. Oh my gosh, it's just like drooling thinking about just looking at that from that perspective. But I usually get it from the side, that silhouette side view. And that's fantastic as well. So I can only imagine it gets better from the male's perspective back there. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. 